In the year 2008, in a secret underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Effect and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world and the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson, IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night, was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines, the only way they know how, by hosting a podcast. It's Hadron Gospel Hour, Season 1 Sketchtacular! With your hosts, Michael McQuilkin and Richard Wentworth. Starring Richard Wentworth, Michael McQuilkin, Lisa McQuilkin, Michael Atkinson, Wendy McLean, Kevin Harrington, Vera Schrankum, Rebecca White, Katie Falvey, and Matt Shade. And now, the hour has arrived. Hadron Gospel Hours, Season 1, Sketchtacular! Beautiful day, huh, Carl? You can't beat these late summer afternoons. You got that right, brother. So what's up, Jad? Seems like you've got something on your mind. Huh? Oh. Oh, yeah. Me and Mandy are getting a divorce. What? Oh, man. Hey, no, no. Listen, it's okay. It's amicable. It's just that over the past couple of years, we've been growing apart, and it's the right time, is all. Jeez, I have no clue, man. Well, she has a pretty bad online shopping addiction. Nearly bankrupted us. Crazy stuff, too, like commemorative plates and stuff. Franklin Mint. Fucking Furbies, dude. Man! Yeah, that was hard. And when she was involved in that hit and run, that was hard, too. Hit and run? When did this happen? Like two, maybe three years ago. I mean, we see you guys every week. Well, the kid died, so we had to keep it. Kid? She ate a kid? Yeah, it was tough on her. I kept telling her that it wasn't her fault. I mean, it was totally her fault. But she wasn't at fault, you know what I mean? I completely do not know what you mean. It wasn't too long after that I found all those hobo corpses in her craft room. That's when I knew we really diverged on our life journey. I confronted her about it, and she denied it for a long time before copping to it. I mean... She really broke down, apologizing and crying and all that. It was all over, though, and I think we both knew it. You know the worst part? The worst part was her hiding something from me. I hate that. I don't know, man. Don't you think the worst part might be all the uh, dead hobos? No, no, the dishonesty, Carl. It's eating me up. Popcorn! Popcorn here! Huh? Oh. No, thanks. So listen, man, I don't want this to come across as character assassination. I mean... I was no angel either. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I've been a pretty bad boy myself. Always have been. You know me. But it got really bad in the past few years since I picked up the crack habit. Now, hold on. There's no way you have a crack habit. Yeah, I used to tell myself the same thing, man. You're a good friend. They call it the silent killer for a reason. No, they don't. They don't? You sure? Yeah, pretty. Huh. Well... Anyway, it's not hard to have a little taste now and then when you're moving as many units as I was. Units? You were selling crack? You were a crack dealer? I was an unlicensed recreational pharmaceutical specialist, thanks very much. I was introduced to it through a transsexual hooker. Sorry, unlicensed personal relaxation professional. 
that I was seeing at the time. And no, I'm not proud of the crack selling. Though it was an excellent career, money-wise. Well, anyhow, that's all over now. Since double-crossing the Williams brothers, I won't be showing my face around these parts anymore. They tried to have me killed. No, sorry, no. This is just stupid. You are not an ex-drug dealer with a hit on his head. We are in a bowling league together, Jad. I would know about this, wouldn't if I? If only that were the worst of it, Carl. Are you kidding me? There's more? Maybe the most shocking thing of all. I've started pirating broadcast TV. I mean, Hulu has those ads. And... Okay, that's it. I'm done. Listen, tell Mandy, if that's even her name, that I'm really sorry for both of you guys, I think. No, no, don't go, man. Please, just sit with us. Let's hang out for a while. Let it sink in. I need someone right now, man. I need a friend. Hey, tell you what. I'll go get us a couple of popcorns and some Cokes. And we can just hang out for a bit, okay? Just two friends hanging out. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I'll stay for a little while. Great. Awesome. I'll go get the popcorn. Don't go anywhere. I won't. Beth? Hey! Well, he's... You know what? I'll tell you when I get home. It's nuts. Hey, Beth. Um, do you ever have anything you want to tell me? Like, if you ever worried I'll be mad or freaked out about something, just tell me, okay? I'll understand. I promise. Yeah, no, sorry. Okay, I'll be home soon. I love you too. Oh, hey, Jad. Beth says, wait, who are you? Hey, asshole. Tell your friend Jad that nobody fucks with the Williams brothers. Why the fuck did you do that? Now he can't tell Jad shit! Oh, yeah! Shit, damn it, boys. Can't you get even a simple shakedown, right? <sighs> well, what's done is done. Take him to the car. We'll dump him in the craft room with the whole book corpses. What about you, Miss Mandy? I'm gonna wait here for Jad. If my husband thinks he's getting a divorce, he's got another thing coming. Isn't that right, my pretty little Furby? Is well, this gonna, is this going to be the bed for <laughs> for <laughs> all of us? Be. I don't know. Maybe not. I just wanted to see what. We're doing I dig it. It's funky. Good. What should we play next, Mike? Uh, what you, that yeah, that was an early one. Yeah. Uh, that was back the very the first one that I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. It was either that or Nahu's first day. Right. Well, how it many? Feels like a year ago. How many voices? Can three people squeeze into one sketch? I think we're going to find out. All right. Even more. What do you got for a list? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, how about some 12 items of death? Here yeah, you do even a, more voices. It's a newer one. There's a lot of voices in there. <laughs> Unfortunate voices. Maybe. So that sounds like a good one. All right. This is 12 items of death. I know. So stupid. I always forget supermarkets get like this when snow's on the way. Me too. But I really needed to make sure I had my bread and milk. I don't know what I'd do without it. What's the forecast? I heard six to forty-seven inches. There must be, there must be a thousand people here. These lines are crazy. I've been here for hours. Me too. I think. I, actually, I, I can't remember how long I've. No cell coverage, of course. Fantastic. Hey, I overheard you two a second ago. How long have you been here? We were just trying to figure that out. It's been a while. Did you guys at least get your bread and milk? Of course. Screw this. I I'm going to flag down a manager. Excuse me. You with the apron. 
Yes? Can you guys do something about these lines? Doesn't seem like we've moved in hours. Oh, I don't work here. Sorry. What? No, but your apron says Palmer Supermarket right on it. Excuse me, uh, did you just say Palmer Supermarket? Yeah, I just tried to get some information about the situation here from that stock guy, but... You are aware that Palmer Supermarkets went out of business ten years ago, right? What? How is that possible? We're, we're in... You know what? He's right. I remember that now. Such a shame. They were so convenient. Never ran out of milk. Or bread, for that matter. Are you Are you hearing yourselves right now? Look, pal, if you're asking if we know how dialogue works, then rest assured... We... You're saying... You're saying that the supermarket we are currently in went out of business 10 years ago. Palmer's went out of business 10 years ago. We're in Palmer's. What? The rude guy's right. Look at all the signage. It says Palmer's everywhere. Rude guy. Oh my God. What's going on? I think, are we all dead? I'm not. Hey, is anyone here dead? No. Nobody's dead. How is this possible? Well, since we sufficiently ruled out the purgatory afterlife scenario, all that's left is... A, a mystery. mystery. Right. And we've got to get to the bottom of it. Whoa, whoa. Um, a mystery? I think there's more to it than just a mystery. How so? Joe here just eliminated the dead element. Nice job, by the way. Hey, thanks, Frank. What? But what if they don't even know that they're dead? I know I'm not dead. Me neither. Hey, pal, you might want to save your existential crisis for another time. We got a case to solve here, and, uh... Case? Now it's a case. Yeah, and a pretty terrifying one at that. For sure. If this was a movie, it'd be the scariest movie of the year. Well... What? See, I was starting to get a little freaked out with, what, with the sudden realization that we're in an unfamiliar element with potential malevolent forces about, unclear outcomes, manipulated realities, but, well... As soon as you eliminate the supernatural element, it's... It's what? Well, it's just not as scary. Come on. Are you serious? Oh, sorry, but... How is this not scary? Well, not as scary. Not as scary? We are probably going to have to solve a riddle to get out of here. Maybe collect some arcane objects, place them in a particular sequence, in a particular room. Probably a hidden room. Probably hidden. Maybe do a little research on the original owners of the building. Some cavern exploration? I'll ready the torches. I think I saw some tiki fuel in aisle nine. And there's my point. N now it's just a puzzle. A terrifying puzzle. Well... How is this not terrifying? <sighs> okay. Let's... Let's try... You. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, that's easy. Back to the Future. Ooh, creepy as hell. And Back to the Future isn't a horror movie. Are you Get joking? Out of here. It's just not. It's a science fiction puzzler. Puzzles aren't scary. You're talking nonsense. That attitude is scary. Okay, you. Scariest TV show. Hands down, Scooby-Doo. Even hearing the name sends chills. Nope, nope. It's a cartoon about regular people faking hauntings in order to capitalize on some sort of ill-gotten financial gain. Earthbound capers. Not scary. You must have nerves of steel. Yeah, what's your secret? No, my, my secret is that people are confusing thrillers and puzzle-solving mysteries with true horror and mortal terror. True horror is being faced with something that cannot be explained. Uh, something that, just by being exposed to it, it strips away all that you think to be true and real in the physical world, in an instant, and sets your mind on the precipice of madness. True horror is fear of the unknowable. 
not giving it a face and a backstory and a cool mountaintop lair littered with a series of clues that lead to its earthly explanation. So you're saying that... I'm saying that I was well on my way to being properly terrified until you applied the Nancy Drew paradigm and peeled away all the real scary. You're going to tell me right now that Memento isn't the scariest goddamn movie of all time? No. I guess what I'm going to say is... Frank did it. He planned the whole thing. He doctored the weather reports to send the masses to the nearest supermarket, which just happens to be his crazy uncle's warehouse made up to look like a long, defunct, but much beloved local institution. The mad rush afforded him a generous amount of time to pick the pockets of each and every one in line, and he's probably wearing a mask. What? That's ridiculous. Is that a zipper? Leland, Leland Palmer. Palmer. And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for your horror snob friend over there. Okay, now, now this is scary. Twelve items are death, people. Inspired by uh, Scooby-Doo, I guess? No, Nancy Drew? Scooby-Drew. Oh, satire. Inspired by satire. Mm. Scooby-Drew. Boy, we've had a lot of sketches in the past season, haven't we, Mike? Uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have more. <laughs> but I think, uh, uh... It's it's a two-week process to make this show. Let's talk about the process it? for a second. Why don't we? God damn it. Let's talk about this goddamn Someone process. asked the question, right? Didn't they? <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm asking it. All right. Uh... How do we start? Yeah, so we started in October of mm-hmm. 2013. Right. Um, and we said, uh... I think the, the 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 genesis of it was we got really tired of having all these projects sitting at the bottom of our hard drives, and right? Collecting dust, so right. we, which we have many. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're listening to one of those. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. This <laughs> right bed. The bed. Yeah. But the um, so we 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 set a hard limit of two weeks to create the show, start to finish. <laughs> Um, and that's kind of that's been pretty consistent. I think when we, when we originally started this, didn't we want to do like more interviews and live bands and stuff like that? Right. I think we still wouldn't mind an occasional guest star and stuff. We still probably will. Yeah, yeah definitely. But but uh, as far as making that a standard for every episode, just scheduling wise, that's pretty tricky. Yeah, I think um, <coughs> originally the idea was for it to be almost a variety show, mm-hmm. right? Right. A variety show podcast with a with a main s- story, but then you know all sorts of things happening: comedy, sketches, music, interviews. Um, Which the title alludes to, like and Grendel yeah. Opry type, right? And we veered in those directions a couple of times, so there's a looseness in what we're doing. Thor came on; he was fantastic. Great. We had a nice interview with him. Love Thor. Got to hear some of his music. Um, Really great. good interview with that. Oh, guy. great! Yeah, the nicest guy, and really talk about work ethic. Yep, just put it in. And he did a great job acting in the episode as well. Right, that was, was kind of a dream come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Please look to see him in episode in, in season two, if mm-hmm. if we can get him. He's he's awfully busy. Right, he's going on tour though, so we're going to try to uh, mm-hmm. as uncreepily as possible stalk him, stalk this man. Right, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> Squeeze some audio out of it. <laughs> yes. Um, 
We got Reindeer. Oh, Reindeer's great. I love that song, too. And it was perfect for that episode. Yep. It had that sort of echoey, sort of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, kind of John Bryany thing going right. on. And awesome. Uh, for the Crystalosians, the backwards talkers. Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, that was uh, completely serendipitous that their song starts off with backwards singing. And the. Uh, well, what do you mean, sir? That wasn't, wasn't just for playing. the show? It wasn't just for What? The show. Yeah, just, it was serendipitous. Well, that's the first disappointment of the night. Uh, that should be the opposite of that. Oh. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so happy about the show. Uh, all right. Uh, what, what, you got another one lined up? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, you know what we should do is we should... Uh, Want to start the product legacy? <laughs> yeah, we should... <laughs> We should make. We should pay some bills. <laughs> oh, all right. So you know this I mean? next one is um, one of our sponsors. So uh, if you could, uh, please uh, give them a listen and then um, buy what they're selling. Buy the product because let's be honest, folks. We all need product. We all do need product. Hold on to your hats. If you're not excited about this product now. Get ready. All right. Well, I I have to tell you about a wonderful new product that I just came across, and it is probably the best product that I've ever tried. Now, look, I don't usually pipe up about things like this, but I am just so over the moon with this product that I felt like I had to go to this forum and record my words in order to get them to you. An exciting new development in product technology. I really love it, and I think you will too. For all the things that you would use this product for, you can now use this particular product and not the other ones that are far inferior. I mean, I've tried them all. Not convinced? Listen to some trusted personalities. You know, folks, I've been using this product now for an unspecified amount of time, and I've got to tell you, it has done some amazing things for me. It has changed the, the way that I use products. I had that similar need. For this product and thus I used it so the results were all positive I promise you tonight on a very special your life just got better because of this product I've tried all the other products that cover cover similar ground to this product they don't come close my friends notice it my pets notice it they notice that I am a changed man for the better I'm pretty sure that you might have a very similar reaction get on board this train's leaving for a trusted product bill. You've come to rely on this company for so many things. They're like a trusted family friend, if they've been around that long. You listen to me, you son of a bitch. If you think I came here to blow smoke up your ass, then uh, I don't, I've got nothing else for you, my friend, because you're an ignorant person. Don't waffle about this. This is something you need to try. It's so wonderful. I hunger. This one's great. Folks may recognize this one as the uh, as the theme for Mr. Gorman Guests School for Horror Hosts from episode eight. Horror right. hosts and head hats with a Z. Great episode, by the way, Rich. Very funny. Oh, well, thank so we got you, we got sir. to have a lot of our um, a lot of our old buddies uh, come back. Yeah, we had. Uh, Fantastic Roger Froilin, Uncle Death himself. Right on. He was great. Mm-hmm. Really funny. That dry sardonicness from that mm-hmm. guy. Oh, boy. 
Also, our Classic. fantastic new friend, Amy McCobb. She was fantastic. Amy McCobb was great. Kind of uh, dual role uh, Oh, yeah. Because, you know, she's uh, the possessed version of herself and then the uh, unpossessed. Right. Non-possessed? possessed Unpossessed. Unpossessed. Yeah, no, terrific stuff. It was a fun episode. Yeah, really funny. So what was you, uh, I'm thinking Nahu's first day next? Sure. All right. Another uh, th- first episode? Uh, Second. First. Uh, I think it might have been first. I'm in the first. Yeah, Tell this us. is this is our old buddy Nahu. It's so funny. The gnome that lives in the city. Yeah, Nahu. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Nahu. Nahu was created about what uh, 15 years ago. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> when we were toddlers. He was in a song, <laughs> which someday we'll play probably. Oh, I hope so. But it's for pretty now, offensive. Is it? This. It's. Got I mean, to be. if. You- <laughs> Everything we did 15 years ago yeah. either started offensive or became, like, eroded away to reveal the offensiveness that was there all along. I'd uh, like to... Oh, no, maybe I'm thinking of... No, I'm thinking of Moses the Clown. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking... Uh, I don't want to give away the ending to... Right. But I don't... Anyway. You know what? I, it's, oh, yeah, the worst is you stupid no. Okay, we... We're he's di- a gnome. We're digressing. Anyway. I apologize. Spoiler alert. He's a gnome. He's a gnome. All right. Now who's first day? Okay, he's gone. So, first day in the fridge, huh? Nervous? Uh, maybe a little. Ah, don't be. This job does itself once you get the hang of it. And the health benefits are sweet. So, how much of this is turning the light on and off? Because it seems like that would be a really cool job. What? Jesus. They send you guys greener every year. We don't do the goddamn light, kid. Uh, really? No, that's too bad. Well, get over it. There's more important stuff to worry about. Like goddamn salmonella. Um... Yeah, I know. Sounds dramatic. But listen, the fridge is about 80% paperwork, 15% meetings, and 5% getting the hell behind the olives when someone opens that door. And a little general mold and mildew containment. You'll do fine. Do you get any PowerPoint experience? Um. Access? Well. Word? No. Excel? Well, I consider myself slightly above average. Jesus, do you even have a computer? How do you not know Word? Well, I have trouble staying in my seat. Okay, and... let's switch gears a bit. Are you comfortable being alone? What? Well, there are extended periods of darkness in here, and folks tend to get lost in their own thoughts, and... I just want to make sure you're comfortable with that. We've already lost too many men to the labyrinth of their own minds in here, so you got to be careful. You ever consider taking your own life? No. What's that smell? Oh, yeah. Well, the giant who owns this box is going through a rough patch. Wife left him a while ago. That's the last takeout order they got together. I don't have the heart to get rid of it. Neither does he, so we live with it. And you will, too, if you want to keep this job. Oh. Uh, okay. So, that's the basics. Let me introduce you to Larry. You'll be relieving him. He's been in here for a couple of years now, so cut him some slack. Larry, this is Nahu, the new guy. I'll let you guys get acquainted. Hey there. Nice to meet you. Hmm. So, um, what do you do at sing-along time in here? I haven't sung for five years. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Well, I know a few tunes that we could... This used to be a magical place. Now it ain't. A place where you'd lovingly store the foods you'd use to sustain your family and entertain your friends. 
Now it's a morgue for food that doesn't even know it's already spoiled. Sad sacks who don't know they're already dead. Oh. You smoke? No. Hmm. Well, we're not supposed to, but part of me hopes this whole place goes up. I know it's scientifically impossible, but a guy's got to have something to hold on to, right? Well, let me show you around. So over here we got a bunch of food no one gives half a damn about. Some open cans of soda. Unpackaged celery that's so rubbery it would probably be more effective as a police baton. Chunky peanut butter that, quite frankly, does not belong in here. I mean, how much time you buy in? What's that way back there? Oh, yeah, that. We call that the shrine. Been here as long as I can remember. A bottle of French dressing. And I'm pretty sure that company went out of business. So is this a seating area? <laughs> nah, those are egg holders, if you can believe that. Once in a while, some stray M&Ms will get trapped in there. When no one's looking, I use them as toilets. Trust me, kid, no one's looking. Yeah, another relic from a long-gone era that no one gives a damn about anymore. No one but Larry. And when Larry's gone, that's that, I suppose. Well, don't you have any family? I got a cousin that made it out to the lawn a few years back. Got a commercial deal. I get a postcard now and then. Screw him. Well, that's my cue. Good luck, kid. You're up. But, but what do I do? You know, I used to ask myself that same question a lot. You know what the answer is? Doesn't matter. I'm out of here. Don't disturb the surface of the jello. What? What? It's cold. Well, maybe a song will warm me up. Living a boy's adventure tale. So many. <laughs> Disturb the surface of the jello. Don't. That's our time as a flat circle. Uh huh. Don't disturb the surface of the jello. So that also had one of the first references to a certain Norwegian band that were both uh, pleasant to listen to. Oh, we like. We're very fond of them. Okay, that yep. works. Yeah, that was the first reference, I think. Was it the first? Yeah. Mm hmm. There's other <laughs> hidden references. To other bands that we enjoy of the era. Uh -huh. I don't think we'll name any of them right now, will we? Let's no. Not. We've, no. We've named AHA, so I don't mind All right. pulling that one out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah. these are deep Easter the other ones. These I are think. deep. Right? This is, these are the Warren yeah. Robinettes of our Easter We've maybe age. told like two people. Right. And they're, I haven't seen either of them in weeks, so they're probably... And talk about Marty Hart's admonition that... The facts are right there under your nose the whole time. I mean, that's what's—that's exactly what's happening right. here in this, yeah. with these deep Easter eggs. The evidence <laughs> is available for streaming and on demand uh, for free. Uh, yep. Rich, we're, we're, you can get them anywhere, right? That's Pretty right. much yep. iTunes or Stitcher. You know, that's a great. That's a great. I love how this. That's a great point. Talking about iTunes. Mm-hmm. It would be great if everybody who has iTunes, who hears us today, tonight, who hasn't yet, could go to the iTunes site, mm -hmm. to their iTunes interface, and go and rate and review this show. 
Because here's what happens. Yeah, this is a good thing. Listen, folks. So the ratings and the review system on iTunes, uh, there's a reason behind this, not right. just because we like the warm and fuzzy of the clicks. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you if, uh, attain a certain amount of reviews and uh, likes in a certain amount of time, of course, it's this fuzzy logic, you know, Apple algorithm. Uh, algorithm, yeah. But uh, the more reviews we get in the shorter amount of time, the, the higher the chances are that we can be featured in the new and new noteworthy section. Which, which is, is what? That's it's an immense boost right. to visibility and just, I mean, our point, we just really want to get this out to as many people as possible. Right. And we are so happy that you are listening to us mm-hmm. and that you've been spreading the word to your friends and... That's terrific, and we want you to keep doing that, and we are extremely grateful for that. But there's also one other way that you can help us, which is to do that and mm-hmm. to you know, go there, rate and review us, and give us a little boost on the page so that people beyond our sphere of influence can start picking up the show. And that will allow us to do more shows. So if you like the show, that's a very cheap and easy way that you can help us continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's asking you for money yet. No, not yet. Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Last couple of years. Yeah, someday. Sunday? Sunday. Better hurry up. Yeah, we're doing next Sunday. No. <clears throat> <laughs> One week it's all reviews. Next week it's give us cash. So, so there's the pitch. Go rate and review us, and and you know uh, we will uh, read your name on the air, and we will uh, we'll mm-hmm. kick your name up on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash hgh show so you can go over there right now if you want leave us a note let us know you're listening mm-hmm. um let's do another sketch mike okay we have many i have one queued you want to read that right there you like that this is a good one all right written by my wife lisa McQuilkin. There you go. Right out of the park. First Let's one. listen. And then after, right after that is uh, the paintball sketch. Mm. So uh, so let's listen to it right now. Thick pants, ladies. Good evening, ladies. Thanks for joining us. We have such an elegant showcase for you tonight. It is the one you've been waiting for. Our favorite designer, Derek, is here, back with his Jackie O Titanic-inspired thick pants. That's right, ladies. Your low self-esteem is my fashion priority. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Look at these pants, ladies. I mean, come on. I know you all hate yourselves. And these thick, ridiculous pants are just what you need. Derek, tell us about these pants. Well, they are indeed very thick. They will hide all of your horrible physical flaws. I also designed them to pair with the Jesus and Kittens cowl neck sweater for my last collection. That is just what these freaks need. Let's hear from one of you sad fatties who bought these gross thick pants. Ew, gross. Hello? Who's this? How fat are you? You must be so disgusting and lonely. Hello? This is Linda, and yes, I am so fat and lonely. I just want to thank you for taking advantage of all of us sad shut-ins. I remember the unhealthy comfort I felt when I first purchased Derek's Put the Christ Back in Christmas embroidered slipper socks. I'm ashamed of you, and I don't even know you. I'm glad you bought my socks, though. How much do you weigh, Linda? Are you a hoarder? How many cats do you have? I just want to talk. You're so nice, Tammy, and I've been so sad for so long. I just need to talk to someone. Please. No way. As if. Let's hear from someone who bought the thick pants with the Jackie O-style pearls draped over the screen print of thy Titanic to hide your Titanic behind. Girl, you kill me. Hello. Thanks for calling, disgusting person. Hi, Mom. It's me, Tiffany. Whoa. Who? What? what? I can't hear you. Uh, bad connection. You can hear me just fine. This is the only way I can get a hold of you. 
I need you to know that Sarah and I are getting married. Girl, that's crazy. Um, um, Sarah? What an odd name for a man. You know that Sarah is not a man. You can't do this to me, Tiffany. I've worked too hard to make a name for myself. You mean you have worked too hard being mean to people? You're mean. Well, you are a horrible person, Tammy. Tiffany, tell everyone that Sarah is a man, please. Goodbye, Mother. Hello? Tiffany? Well, well. Drama! Um, sorry about that, everyone. Don't you just hate prank phone calls? I have no idea who that was. So weird, right? Well, Derek, tell us about um, the shutout for shut-ins line. Well, it's just a series of t-shirts that indicates that the person wearing it thinks that they're a pathetic piece of crap, which is why I'm so rich. My money stinks of the smell of shame, and I relish the opportunity to point that out. Am I right, ladies? Oh, look, uh, we've got another caller. Go ahead, caller. Tammy, this is Sarah, your daughter's lover and fiancé. Hello, caller. You don't sound like a man at all. Let me ask, uh, how many of these fine products have you brought tonight? I wouldn't be caught dead in a single one. I'm just calling to ask one last time for your daughter's hand in marriage. Not that it'll sway your decision either way. Oh, I love the fact that my daughter is going to marry a handsome, masculine man of Girl, good breeding. Girl, if you think for one minute Am that I that right, is a man, I will chew my foot off right here on television. I swear to God. And I just got a pedicure which costs more than your nasty, cheap, frosted wig you're wearing right now. Oh, Derek, you are so funny. So much more funny than the time your family disowned you because you're an abomination of God. Your wig is an abomination of God. And you're nasty. Are you people kidding me? Yes, Tammy's wig is an affront to all that is good. But love between two people is not so easily defined. This superficial idiot fest has really gone on too long. Someone should so, shut- Someone really needs to screen these calls. Prank after prank. Why did someone screen those shoes before you left the house? Oh, Derek. Come on, hurry up, men. Let's get that underpainting done. Recon report, Primus. Well, Sarge, the perimeter's pretty tight. Couldn't get very close. Okay, okay, so what you got for me? No, 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 don't get bogged down in Cherescuro. No time. So? Well, from what we can tell, they're, they're doing a series of soup cans, sir. They're screen printing? Sons of bitches. Okay, man, change your plans. We're switching to action painting. They want modern, we'll give them modern. Sir, there's no house paint. And I got the smile so close. Okay, okay, God damn it! Why'd they have to go pop? All right, keep it on it then, but hurry! Do we have enough canvas to lay down some backup? Maybe a yard or two, but it's not stretched, sir! Damn! Let's go up. Good job with Derek. We got Derek in there finally. Yep. He's a character that we use um, in public, in public life. Yes, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Whenever there's a hairstyle around, Derek is not too far behind. Um, I think it's it's about time in the show. People have waited long enough. Yep. We should premiere. A song. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I say we premiere a song that that was in the background that we heard a little bit of in episode six. Right. A very Hadron uh, Knights. Yep. That's right? what we did that one live at did, uh, Davis yep. Square Kamikaze. It was a lot of fun. Fantastic. Live listening time. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Which will happen again very soon. So so what we'll do. We'll play this track. Then I think we should play... Let's play a live sketch that we mm. recorded there. This is all... This is that all falling good? into place. This, this seems like this is planned. It's too good to be true. It might be. All right. Something's got to... Ca- so this is... Uh, this is C. Monet 
right. and the affected area, which is uh, which is Michael Atkinson and myself playing Taste Your Body. I'm gonna taste your
Mike, this next one was recorded live at Kamikaze mm-hmm. at our Tales from the Hadron Rift show. Another great thing about this past season, we've had so many, so many great opportunities to meet really fantastic people who've, you know, sort of helped us out and uh, joined the gang, as it were. Really funny, really talented, and really um, giving with their time. This was this one stars uh, myself, Matt Chavez, and Kevin Harrington. Yeah. And again, at Kamikaze, Davis Square. Here we go. Oops, no. Here it is. Here it is. Here we go. We're home free. Just rest over there. Oh man, I I can't even thank you enough. No problem. Don't even mention it. I'm heading back in. Uh, thought I saw someone's pet bulls in there. Do one last creature sweep. You okay? Yeah, I am now. Thanks to that guy. Well, what guy? That guy that just carried us out of the burning apartment building? You didn't see him? No, no, I, I just regained consciousness. Oh, well, that's understandable. It's crazy. He just burst through a door and pulled me out of the living room. Just amazing. Man, you think that's amazing? This is the second disaster this month I've been rescued from. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that this was all some sort of fucked up disaster competition. No, 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 man. <laughs> I mean like that. I'm disaster prone. That's my cross to bear. I mean, this is the second time I've been rescued this month. Well, I guess you're just a lucky, unlucky guy. Yeah, maybe, or... Well, all clear. False alarm on those pets. The bowls on the floor were just filled with urine. It's, it's him. That's the guy. I know, he saved me too. Thanks again, man. Sorry about this other guy's lack of manners or capacity to appreciate the selfless acts of others. Anytime. No, no, you, you gotta let me. I appreciate what... No, look, he's saved us, and that's amazing, and I'm super appreciative of that, but also significant, he's the guy that saved me last week. Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thought you looked familiar. Collapsed parking garage, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever find your keys? Well, no, but... I'm... <laughs> Doesn't really matter now. Wow. <laughs> so you're like a real superhero or something. Told you. No, no, nothing like that. What are you talking about? You saved so many people. All in a day's work. What? <clears throat> Do you know what I get done in a day? What? Well, I certainly don't save anyone's life. I'm lucky if I save myself from a lengthy bout of self-loathing. Also understandable if I have your luck. <laughs> now, gentlemen, it's really not that big of a deal. I'm happy to help out in any way I can. Especially if it means I can preserve a human life. Humanity, as we all know, is the most noble, loving, and important form of consciousness in the world. Come again? People, man. They're the greatest. Everywhere I go, every interaction, I see people willing to donate their time and resources to others. Go out of their way to cheer someone up. Offer thoughtful comments on encouragement, if only to enrich society at large. Hmm. I mean, it's never about them or what's wrong with their own lives or whining about trivial things, all the while potentially ignoring real issues in the world. People are selfless and curious, always focused on the positive, never indulging in petty squabbles or engaging in schadenfreude. Honestly, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, man, you're a true hero. Hey, what can I say? People are the best. You know what? We should become Facebook friends. Facebook? 
What's that? Oh, <laughs> well, Facebook is the place where people can connect online. And, <laughs> and what? And hey, you know what? Nobody calls each other anymore. Let's just uh, let's exchange phone <laughs> numbers and leave it at that. Sure, sure, but I want to hear more about this Facebook. <laughs> is it anything like MySpace? Um, yeah, kind of. Friendster? Sure. <laughs> Orkut? Classmates.com? AOL? Yeah, a lot of my Bebo? Prodigy? Gaia Online? Hey, it sounds like you've got a really good handle on, um... Nah, I missed all those boats. Never even been online. <laughs> well, I'm out of here, guys. Okay, okay, well, thanks again for the life-saving and whatnot. Yeah, thanks, man. Really top-notch work keeping us alive. Anytime. You don't think he'll check out... <laughs> oh. Two weeks later. <laughs> hey, over here, beyond the van. Hey, oh, oh, thanks, man. I thought I was... Hey, it's Marvin, right? Yeah, and you're Fred. Yeah, yeah. The unluckiest asshole alive. Right? <laughs> so the sniper is up there on that roof. Uh, over there, see? Yeah, I see. We should be safe at this angle. Oh, shit. I think he just saw me. Shit. Yup, yup. He uh, definitely did. He's coming this way. Shh, keep quiet. Fred? Marvin, is that you? Holy cow! <laughs> Tim, the hero? I thought I recognized you guys through my scope. How have you been? <laughs> Fred, unlucky as always, I see. Guilty as charged. Hey, so uh, what's going on, Tim? Why so snipery all of a sudden? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, hmm. Must seem a, a pretty drastic. Well, the long and the short of it is... People are scumbags. <laughs> this is all our fault. <laughs> oh no, Marvin. I have you guys to thank. Had I not checked out this Facebook thing, I wouldn't have been exposed to the truly petty and self-absorbed culture we live in. I was wrong about the goodness in human nature. And don't even get me started about the comment section of major metropolitan news sites. <laughs> Tim, look, we... Facebook is, is wrong. You had the right idea all along. How so, Fred? It seems pretty cut and dry to me. <laughs> Facebook is just an amplifier. It's really good at amplifying insecurity and cynicism, like swearing at other drivers when you're in a car or leaving crass anonymous letters in the mailbox of an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> it's easy to be needy and glib and dismissive when you have millions of virtual miles between you and another human being, connected and isolated at the same time. It throws the ego into a free fall. Tim, you were a hero because you set a high benchmark for integrity, sacrifice, and kindness. And you were pu very public about it. Connected in a way, in a very real way, with a face to put th to the deed, a handshake to make it all the more real. People will follow that example. Maybe it's a slow process, but it's like a, it's a definite thing. People like you make other people better people. Or at least make us want to be a better person. Mm. You know what? I think you guys are right. Sorry, I, I was so quick to abandon my opinion of humanity. It was all just so overwhelming. I'm ending this paintball rampage right now. It's okay, Tim. We all have weak moments. We still believe in you. Oh, and, and thanks for using a non-lethal 
almost comical firearm instead of live ammo sure any time thanks fred hope your luck changes soon this is been an amazing journey to there's definitely a reality show in your future reality show what's a reality show jesus what the hell is the matter with you Matt and Kevin were great in that. They're fantastic. Really good. Those guys are uh, stand-ups in the uh, Boston area, Cambridge, Somerville. They're fantastic. Look They're- them up on the Facebook and on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Geek Comedy Night. Geek Jeez. Comedy Night. An amazing evening that happens in Davis Square, Somerville, at Kamikaze, and uh, all over the place. And uh, definitely worth your time. It's a solid, every time I've seen it before, we knew those guys, solid. Yep, always uh, curated ex- extremely well, mm-hmm. great talent. Uh, again, smart comedy, geeky comedy, right up our alley, and, uh, you know, Kev, and they've just been fantastic with us, and uh, and Kevin is... Higsby. Higsby. So, our next episode will, will most likely be a greatest moments from season mm-hmm. one yeah right in a couple of weeks we'll do that or maybe a bloopers and practical jokes yeah and some <laughs> bloopers yeah oh you know what why don't we do that next um we happen to have oh this is great i forgot we had this okay and then everything everything uh, well it's good Hold it's, on. it's good taking sorry, its time it's freezes, gonna do it right? uh yeah we happen to have uh, the audition footage mm-hmm. from when Michael Atkinson approached us for the role of Cyrus. A stranger. A, st- a complete stranger. Off the street. Just a guy off the street and out of a hundred and, what was it, 37? That was the second tier. The, second, the first tier Yeah, we was, narrowed it down to 137 get, really, really, really good mm-hmm. professionals. Mm-hmm. Acting professionals. Yeah. Some... I don't want to. I, don't, I can't say any. A, they're A-listers. A-listers. Yeah, but some folks who flew in. Yeah. For the day to do this, and and Michael came in. Michael Atkinson, who now plays Cyrus. Uh huh. And did this crash? He. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're still broadcasting. I think this may oh. have indeed. Tractor Pro ceased functioning. Right. Or it reached its most functional state which is you know it's found its balance it, could be. it doesn't have to do anything else ever that, again yeah that could very well be um so what so <clears throat> out of all <laughs> out of just plow all, through let's pretend yeah out of all of the, uh, of the the possible <laughs> candidates right for this for this uh role um now, when I say off the street and complete stranger, I mean now I don't know if anyone out there has ever met Michael Atkinson in person. I hadn't. I had never. I don't met think the guy I. Before. I don't think I have. I. No. I'm not sure if what I've met. Right. Is he is Mike he's like our own personal Peter Sellers. Really you is. never know he if really you're talking is. to yep. Mike Atkinson or not. You know, this might be a good time mm-hmm. to mention that we will actually be participating yes. in a Michael Atkinson event. May 17th. On May 17th, mm-hmm. I think I am the planet Earth. 
The title is Michael Atkinson's I Think I Am the Planet Earth. And this is going to be an extremely special evening at the Davis Square Theater in Somerville mm-hmm. um, on May 17th. And you can go to our Hadron Gospel Hour site. We'll put the link up. Uh, it's um, you it's going dis- to be an evening of comedy, performance, some music. Yeah. And we'll be doing a, a short Hadron Gospel Hour sketch. Yeah, a lot of Hadron crossover stuff. Matt Chavez and Kevin Harrington will be present doing right. stand-up. And uh, Kevin will be uh, uh, hosting, I believe. I think he and may performing. be. He yeah. may be, yes. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you who don't know Michael Atkinson, uh, a, a, you soon will. Mm-hmm. And B, uh, you there's no possible way you can prepare yourself for what will take place on the stage and in the crowd. On this night. So if you are a fan of novel experiences, unusual yeah. experiences, things you will never have never experienced before and will never experience again, Mm-mm. it's the place to be on May 17th. It's not going to be a Gallagher type experience where you no. have to worry about covering yourself no, with plastic no, no, no. and flying watermelon. Not like that. No, Some people just, are put off by that. No, not at all. It's no. more of you cover your mind. You need to you need to you go, need to uncover your mind. You need to uncover your mind. Right. <laughs> I think that's good advice for anything you for, do as a human being. Things, yeah. yeah, uncover right. your mind. For crying yeah. out loud, uncover your mind. Yeah, but speaking of covering, uh, we've peeked behind the curtain of the show a little bit. May seventeenth at the Davis Square Theater. Uh, is it brown paper tickets or Eventbrite? Go to our website. It we'll is... have it posted there. Uh, yeah, the the link. We'll, did you put the link on the site? If you can put the link on the site, then people can go there. It's uh, facebook.com hgh show, and we'll put the link to. Um, to Mike's event, and mm-hmm. again, we're thrilled to be part of it. And uh, it's half sold out already. So if you haven't, if you're in the Boston area, and you you think you might want to go, now is the time to get those tickets. And while we're in the spirit of promotion, let's let's pay some more bills, right? <laughs> That'd be nice. Now there's a whole new way to experience. Product. Last year, when we when we told you about product, I would never have guessed that all of these new features would be introduced into product. I can do so much more with product than I could do a year Look, ago. Look, now is uh, it, uh, the best time to get on board with product because there are new features in product uh, that are coming out that uh, make it even better, if that's even imaginable, than uh, where it is and where it was. It's never been a worse time to not own product. And it's never been a better time to disown the lack of product. Three sheets to the wind on product. As if this whole deal couldn't get any better, uh, product has introduced a whole new payment plan to make it more accessible to you uh, penny pinchers out there who, uh, you know, like to pay ten times for the same thing. And right now, I am uh, I'm excited. We're, we're, running, uh, we're running a contest, a promotion. If you call within the next uh, five days, you will receive product if you buy it, if you purchase it. So please get on the phones. We've got it. We've got lots of product. Come aboard. We're expecting you on the SS product. You know, when my wife and I were together, I thought we we're uh, two peas in a pod, you know, a match made in heaven. But when she didn't see eye to eye with me on product, I, uh, I saw her in a whole new light and that light shut off. And I'm glad it did because product is my new wife. Uh, when I got home and I got to product, I got I got close with product. I realized that product is it's everything. Product is everything for me, and I hope that it's everything for you guys. How long do you think you can keep this up? Uh, so, uh, 
get on board, uh, uh, get options for the new product uh, into your life, and then uh, you know you can we can all pal around. Maybe we can uh, be friends on Facebook. Let me ask you a question: Is, Has there ever been a time when you have realized how empty? Now you can have your own personal product, someone to hear your prayers, someone who cares. But product has been it's been a wonderful inclusion. There's an inclusiveness. Uh, in, it's been an inclusory sort of experience, and I'm just uh, I'm glad I could be part You've of it. You've made your choice. You've all made your choice. You've all made your choice, and now you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. But not me, because I've got product. But I was going to head into Tashi Station to get product converters. Remember your first kiss? Remember the first time you were intimate with somebody? I mean, it's kind of that way with product. Product, for me is like reliving the best parts of my life over again. And I get to do it every single day with product. And uh, you're missing out, buddy. I'm, hey, I'm talking away here. And uh, I don't know what I'm to say, but I, folks, I'm gonna say it anyway. Because today is another day to find you shying away. I, I, I get it, but I'll be coming for you anyway, okay? And if you can't handle that, then take on me, all right? Take me on. Because listen, I'll be gone in a day or two, but you... Product. There's no time. This is, uh, we are, uh, your name? It's Mike Do You just want me to talk into the microphone? Yeah, that'd be great. That's great. So it's a science fiction show, right? Yeah, it's a science fiction show. Oh, fantastic. Like Star Trek. Yeah, sure. Okay, but serious, right? Ultra serious. Oh, that's fine. Do you guys want me to do any voices? I could do all kinds of different voices. I have a blast with voices. Actually, uh, to be honest with you, I'm liking what I'm hearing right now. Uh, you don't want me to do any? You want me to do any acting then? Oh no, we're gonna need you to act. But oh, let's, okay. Let's just go naturalistic. Okay, so my, so I'm in a wall. Is that true? Yeah, you're fused to a wall. Okay. Am I in any pain? Uh, at first, when we first meet you, you, you know, maybe you make a gesture to shake somebody's hand, forgetting that your hand is still stuck in the wall. Fantastic. Now, do I have a wife? Uh, we haven't gotten to that yet. I don't think so. Okay, well, that sounds good. As long as I have a love episode somewhere along the lines, I like that. Okay, this sounds fantastic. Where are we starting? And we, you can see why we couldn't choose anybody else. No, he was the obvious <laughs> choice. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. it was as though the role of Cyrus was written for him. Right. He made it mm -hmm. he made it his own. Yeah, the quantum mechanics in the the uh, creation of this show uh seems to fold on top of itself. Absolutely. Like these are there are things that we revisit uh from our childhood that always <laughs> seem to just belong there. That's right. Uh so a lot of this is uh, um, nostalgia mining for <laughs> these old pop culture references and stuff. That we and made. if we go back to product two, right, second product commercial, you'll find what well, maybe the second or third aha reference. That's pr I. I'm going to go so far third? as to say it's, it might be maybe the, the fourth. fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah, probable. Yeah. I mean, if you include sound cues and stuff, it's all. Yeah, oh, there's right. A, there's yeah. a lot of aha yeah, stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a great trend. Uh, nope, I don't want to say anything. Easter eggs. Go find Easter them, Easter eggs. It's almost Easter. Go find those Easter eggs, kids. I feel like if someone can identify this Easter egg that we're talking about. Right. 
right? They'll, they'll be our new best friend. Well, they'll be our new best friend, <laughs> but I feel like we should grandfather them, grandfather them in to like every piece of merch that we make. Like they get one of everything we ever sure. make for oh, free. Oh, that sounds great. Right? This sounds like a really interesting contest that I cannot be a part of. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I know, and neither can I, and it, it, it kills me. Damn it. But that's it. All right, so we're issuing the challenge right now. If you can identify, mm-hmm. first off, if you can identify what the hell we're talking about, like what the East, you know, what is this Easter egg? Where is it? Mysteries. We've already said it's hiding in plain sight. Wrapped every an, episode. Wrapped in an enigma. Yeah. Uh, and then identify the reference. Then, yeah, one, you get one of everything we ever make for as long as we make things. Sound good, guys? Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Do, can, let me ask you this, Rich. Um, sure. Are we capable of identifying all those moments? <laughs> At this point, I think so. I mean, we, you know, this is our 10th episode, but... Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not talking about identifying every single Easter egg right, that we've ever okay. put in. Just one very particular <laughs> one that recurs in every show. Okay. The one that recurs in every uh, show that's yeah. been there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a pretty good hint. That's pretty good. I mean, it's not a good hint in terms of what the source material is. No. But it's a good hint in terms of... Something is consistent. It's consistent. And it needs to be identified if you want all this free swag. Yeah. One of everything we ever make. So first person who can do that is in. Mm -hmm. You know? So line up for those Hadron Gospel Hour sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, that might be at the end of the line for our product uh, uh, creation, but I still, think, I think it might be. I'm gonna be buried in one. <laughs> it's bleak. It's dark. So uh, next up, mm. we have another sketch, which is the uh, Career Day Ghost Stories sketch. This is the recorded version, not the live version. Right, and. Is there anything you want to say about this one? <coughs> scary. It, it is kind of scary. <laughs> the, the 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 tale in it is legitimately scary. I'll, let's say a couple of words about it afterwards. Or spooky. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, guys. Tonight you take part of a tradition long since held at the Camp Jim Cotta Career Focus Summer Sleepaway. It's time to tell your ghost stories. Yay, indeed. Now, I'm sure you've all given your individual stories plenty of thought, but let me just reiterate some of the guidelines. Uh, The stories must be scary and or creepy, completely original, keep the nasty language to a minimum, and most importantly, you should try to incorporate your long-term career focus into the story. All right, let's go around. State your name, target career, and then begin your ghost story. You first. Hi, my name is Clarissa with a K. I'm studying to be a doctor, and here's my tale. Years ago, when couples would go to remote locations to hook up instead of online... There was a couple hooking up in a remote location. None of like these boring wooded areas we sit in now. As two of them were making out, the male admitted to recently having a hand transplant. The girl paid no notice and initiated heavy petting, which is the act of intense manual manipulation of the sexual organs. See where this is going? Yes, Clarissa. It's Clarissa with a K? Anyways, the recent hand transplanted man begins to fret about the actions of the alien hand he possessed. The girl notices the internal struggle he's having, but by that time it's too late. She's choked to death. The body is disposed of, and this is a real phenomenon known as phantom limb syndrome. The end? 
Clarissa with a K, isn't phantom limb syndrome a condition more often experienced by recent amputees? I want to be a doctor. Okay, that's fine. Uh, next story. Hi, my name's Tron, like the movie, and I'm studying to be a special effects engineer. My story starts with this awesome establishing shot of a futuristic city. Can you describe it a little more? You'd have to Tron? see it in the finished rendering. It'll take weeks to complete, but trust me, it's awesome. 3D IMAX would be ideal. Anyways, we pan into a post-apocalyptic grotto filled with awesome mutant amalgams of cross-reference classic movie monsters. Like seven feet tall, tons of needless appendages, lots going on, except in the eyes. There's not a lot we can do about that yet, but we're working on it. Well, that's promising. So one of them stops as he recognizes one of the other impossibly designed creatures. He's got like all these needlessly baroque steampunk armor pieces moving around. Almost like it takes a Swiss watchmaker to just tilt his goddamn head. And he says, you look like something out of a del Toro. Interesting. No shit. So the other one pauses for a second. Well, he stops talking, but the mind-numbingly complex micro-detail in his skin keeps cycling. Like a, a vomit of partially digested throwaway technology, if vomit was awesome. He says, there was a guy here last week that said the same thing. Well, right then, they both break the fourth wall, look right at the freaking camera, and say... But that guy died. The end. Okay, I see what's taking shape here. Let's uh, let's move on. Uh, you? By Dave is Tobias Widfall III. I have studied law, and by tale begins with a spurious claim of wrongdoing and or serious bodily harm directed to my client, an upstanding member of his community, and a documented blood donor from an individual with a history of baseless accusations and needless litigation, costing this city countless millions of taxpayer dollars. Okay, is one of these individuals a ghost, Tobias? Should my jury selection process prove effective? Yes. Okay, yeah, great. Uh, most stories don't start off with an afterward, but yeah, last one. Hi, my name is Jason. I plan on driving a municipal bus. Here is my tale. Many years ago in the sleepy New England town of Melden, a recent driver shortage in the school busing system prompted the hiring of out-of-towner temp workers. One such temp was a man by the name of Tom Trumbridge. Well, by October, Tom's route was one of the longest, driving 40 or so middle school kids all across town. One night, after dropping off the last kid just after sundown, Tom closed the door to the bus and drove into the quickly darkening streets of Melbourne, allowing a moment of quiet relief that he had gotten all of his kids to their home safely. After driving a few blocks, Something catches his eye in the mirror to his right. He glanced back to see rows of empty seats. Not one to throw caution to the wind, Tom stops the vehicle and walked the length of the bus, scanning the seats as he went. In the last seat towards the back, he sees an old aluminum lunchbox rusted shut. Figuring one of the students left it, he brought it with him to the front and resumed his long journey to the school lot. A few minutes later, the sky was a starless black sheet. Suddenly, Tom hears a loud noise that makes his heart skip a beat, like a body falling from a seat onto the floor of the bus. Tom looked in the mirror, waiting for streetlights to pass through the windows and illuminate the interior. He saw nothing. Looking forward toward the road, Tom continued to periodically glance back, but nothing moves. About a mile away from the school lot, Tom felt what he described as something breathing against his neck, warm and labored, something right behind him. Instinctively, he stopped the bus and pulled the lever that opens the doors, ready to make a hasty exit. He again sees nothing, but something brushes past him as he hears the undeniable sound of footsteps running down the stairs of the old school bus and out into the night. Unwilling to stick around, Tom ran from the bus. 
He saw a home nearby with the lights on, so he decided to run over and ask the inhabitants to use their phone. A middle-aged woman, looking much older than her years, answered the door. Before Tom could say anything, the woman looked down at his hand. A wave of recognition flashed through her eyes, and she began to cry. Tom looked down and realized that he still had the old rusty lunchbox in his hand, the lunchbox that belonged to this woman's son, the son that was struck and killed by a bus ten years ago to the day. Jason? Yes, Mr. Counselor? Bus driver? Seriously? You, you couldn't come up with a better career choice than that? Your parents are paying for this, you know. <laughs> well, I just thought... You thought your parents would approve? Well, guess what, future bus man? They probably want you to aim a little higher than that. <laughs> you kids just don't get it. I want to be a doctor? Well, then go be a damn doctor, then. Just leave me out of it. Oh, oh that was a fun one. We I did that it. one live, too. <clears throat> yes, and it was terrific live as well. Yes. Um, you know what? I think I'd like to play another piece of music. I think we should switch Sounds it up good. a little bit, play some sure. music. This one is one of your compositions, my friend. Oh. And it plays in the, uh, in, the in the final episode of season one uh, in the planetarium. Mm-hmm. Planetarium music. Right. This is a song inspired by my dog, Larry. He was a, huh. a Bichon Frise. And I figured I had a dream of him floating in space on a disc, which makes no sense. No, but it makes sense to me. He's that kind of dog. He seems like a planetarium floater. Yep. So this one uh, this one is called Spacey Whizbang. And uh, Lisa, turn the, turn the sound up so that Larry can dig on this, please. And Max, of course. We don't want to leave Max out. Yeah, he'll dig it.
Thanks so much for being so nice to me, Marge. It's always so hard to start a new job, especially when there's so many other things going on in my life. No, I hope everything's okay. How did your last doctor's appointment go? It was okay. Things are good so far, so fingers crossed. Well, I'm pulling for you, and so will everyone else. We've got ourselves a good group of people here, very caring. And if you ever need it, they're good listeners. Well, thanks. That's so sweet. I'm really enjoying it here so far. Hi, ladies. How goes it? Fern, I hope you aren't being scared off by all of us. No worries, Joni. I was just telling her what a nice group of people we have here. Aw, we try. And we're so happy to have you here. Mark! Mark! Just who I was looking for. Oh my god, did you see it last night? Oh my god, of course I saw it. How could I miss it? Oh, here we go. Get ready for All About Darkness Falls. Marge, you're so silly. I just need to see if you saw it. I can't not ask. That would be rude. Oh, and speaking of rude, where are my manners? Mark, this is Fern. Fern is our little newbie in accounting. We're showing her the ropes. Hi, Fern. How's it going? You're lucky to be working with these two crazy ladies. They're a hoot and a half. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Johnny and Marge are just so sweet. They've been great about getting me settled, and... And they we're so happy to see you, and it's just awesome that you're here. So, Marky, Darkness Falls. Oh, my God. Fern, sweetie, don't mind her. They're just obsessed with that show. Oh, um, I haven't really seen it too much. What's it about? Oh, my God, seriously? It's like the best thing ever. Oh, my God, where do I start? Start with Hector Von Bingen. That's where I'd start. Oh, you. Well, there's his family in New England, and the father is Hector Von Bingen, and he's just to die for. So Hector comes to New England, and he's just... Just, Wait, but uh, you have to mention Priscilla. Priscilla is just amazing. She's like every awesome person ever rolled into one. Yes! Priscilla is to die for. Remember that time that she went to Japan and became a ninja? And then came back and was so bent on revenge that she didn't realize that she was getting revenge on her sister, who had faked her death two years before and ran off with Hector's brother, Salvatore, who was the CEO of that corporation? Oh my god, right. He, he was the CEO of Bingen Industries, who had created that chemical that spilled into the groundwater of Shadowbrook Estates. And then Melody's baby, Carolyn Marie, got that disease from it. And then Melody swore she'd get even, because Carolyn Marie was one of them test tube babies, and she'd waited so long to get pregnant. And after she had that horseback riding accident with Ronaldo, and Ronaldo had to go get help, and then he got lost and got hit in the head and got amnesia, and went off with that goddamn tramp Cecile. But then later, Cecile found out about Melody and swore revenge on Ronaldo? And he died, and it was so sad, because despite the whole Cecile thing, he was just so amazing. So amazing. I can't believe you haven't seen the show. What kind of TV do you like to watch? Well, you know, I haven't really watched too much TV lately. I've kind of been focused on my life and my health right now. Yeah, Fern has a lot going on right now, so... I don't think TV is a focus. Oh my gosh. Wow, Fern, that must be tough. I hope things are okay. But seriously, last night, the part where it turns out that Jean-Philippe was really married to Chantel. Oh my god, I thought I was gonna die. I mean, Chantel is such a bitch. She's really changed since she left the convent. You'd think almost being a nun would make you a good person, but I guess not, based on that Wait, bitch. wait, you forgot the part when Ronaldo got dumped by Bryce, who was then shot by the Countess for stealing the elixir. Um, I thought Ronaldo was with... Cecilia. Oh, he's totally bi, and Bryce is so much better than Melody. But didn't he die? I know, crazy, right? But it was really Ronaldo's twin with Melody and that whole stupid Cecile thing. And the real Ronaldo was being kept in a prison by his father, Hector's brother, who then let him go to get his revenge on his brother because he had been betrayed by him when he tried to take control of the family's chilla farming business. And then Hector's crazy, crazy bitch ex-wife, ex-wife was determined to stop him from getting control of her fashion, fashion empire, which she created completely from scratch after he dumped her while she was pregnant. So she was at Fashion, fashion week, week in Bulgaria and hooked up with Matthias, Matthias, who later turns out to be ninja the ninja master, master to train Priscilla. So she's determined to keep her empire and turns to Matthias because it turns out that he knows about the elixir, elixir as well, and had hired Bryce, Bryce, who didn't know that Matthias also had a crush on him, and it felt that way for like forever. forever. Hmm. A Japanese ninja master named Matthias? It was so insane. So good, and so insane. 
Did you see the preview for next week where Kirby goes to audition for USA Dance So Good and runs into his ex, Wilhelmina, and then finds out that she was faking her pregnancy? And she's been working with Melody all along while Melody thought she was poisoning Carolyn Marie even more. She turns out she had developed a serum she thought would help her until she could get her hands in the elixir. But did you read the spoiler for two episodes from now? La 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 I can't hear you. I said this was a spoiler-free zone. Okay, tell me. <laughs> it is... Insane. They're saying that Pablo is coming back and is going to use the Livazon or Stallion training he got in Brazil to challenge Crystal for the head of the stable. Get the funk out. Oh my god, I can't wait! Fern, seriously, you need to watch this. It's on streaming. You could, like, totally pick it up in, like, a week. Um, okay. I have a lot of appointments with some specialists this month, but I'll try to squeeze it. Totally, you should do it. In a week, you'll be up to speed. I mean, it's just... It's just TV. That's our debut sketch from... Good friend Katie Felvey. Yeah, really good stuff. Really funny. Really funny, and that's why I don't work in a single office environment anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or have empathy for anybody. Is, is that true? No, no, you do. You do. Oh. I'm just kidding. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this yeah, this thing would never work if I started taking these these things completely seriously I know. in the middle mid sentence. I I apologize for that. <laughs> that was great. Thanks, Katie. Let's um let's follow that up with another first sketch ever uh-huh. from oh. our good friend Rebecca White, who also stars in this and has been in several of the other episodes as well. Mm-hmm. This is Draculus. Hey Sally, give me a fight of all the scratchy, would ya? Sure thing, Patty. Which one you want? What's due to head? I could use a winner. <laughs> My right? Uh, couldn't we all? My Molly needs braces, and little Seamus needs tubes in his ears. Tubes. Can you believe that? Ah, uh, that's tough. Poor kid. I want to kiss myself, but the doctor says I have, uh, what do you call it, a hostile uterus? What's that all about? What kind of crap is well, that? I, uh, hey, I'm going to see what I want here. If it's big, I'll take care of them tubes. <laughs> Good afternoon. Clove cigarettes, please. What in the hell are clove cigarettes? What do you think? Is some kind of Dracula? Uh, what? I see you there with your fancy schmanz Eve St. Lawrence and your Florsheim shoes. Yeah, you. You think you can just move into my neighborhood and take over like you're some kind of Dracula? Well, let me tell you this. My father knew Dracula. His father knew Dracula. And let me tell you something. Yeah, no Dracula. Now hit the bricks, you fake-ass dweller of darkness. Yo, hey, Patty, take it easy, huh? It's a custom. Sorry, Sully. I just got so mad at these hoity-toities coming in here and acting all Dracula. Makes my blood boil. Ugh, I gotta go for a walk to calm down. Hey, Charlene, how are you, doll? Uh, I'm good. Except for my sciatica. It's acting up again. My IBS is a pain in my ass. <laughs> Get it? Pain in my ass? That's a good one. You are sharp as a tack, my friend. Ah, thanks, darling. What's new? You know, you know, Charlene, I'm getting sick of all these wannabe Draculas moving into our neighborhood. <laughs> Me too. I thought I was the only one who noticed. I saw one of them poncy little shits going into that new fancy schmance restaurant. What's it called? Uh, Pep, Pep, on Dave. Remember? Used to be Omara's diner. Well, here he is, thinking he's a Dracula. But you know what? 
I seen his reflection. Oh yeah, I did. Plain as day in the new mirror in front of the restaurant. Huh. He thought he was a Dracula, but I saw it. <laughs> like that guy over there. Look at him. Could I help you ladies? Let me tell you something. Me and my friend Charlene here are sick to death of you Dracula wannabes. Mm -hmm. You're no Dracula. Yep. I, I, I don't even... You think you're a Dracula? Well, know this. I just had the garlic platter at Fusco's for lunch. And guess what? I don't see you turning to dust and blowing away. Because that's what real Draculas do, you know. Look, I, guess what listen. else? It's a sunny day. I don't see you catching on fire. And one more thing. I've been wearing my rosary beads with the sterling silver cross on it that my mother, God rest her soul, gave to me for my confirmation. I don't see you turning into stone, so don't come up into our neighborhood thinking you're Dracula, because you're not. Yeah, so don't you and your friends try and act all Dracula with your shiny BMWs and your shiny hair. We know. We know you're no Dracula. But I never said I was a... Good. Good. That's right, run, you little bastard. I know you didn't fly away like a real Dracula would. Woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> we got him for good, huh? Maybe he'll spread the word to his wannabe Dracula friends that their kind isn't welcome here in our neighborhood. Whew. Well, that took the piss and vinegar right out of me. I'm pooped. Speaking of pooped, wanna head over to my house? My IBS is acting up again. Uh, you're such a phantom of the opera queen. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Draculas! <laughs> we might hear from them again. I think so. Yeah, that was my wife, Lisa, also known as Ashley. Uh, the voice of Ashley! The voice of Ashley and Rebecca and, quite voice frankly, Michelle. Way, way too much of me. <laughs> I don't know. I like hearing you. Hey, let's talk about the process for a second. Okay. What happens? So, um, it's tough to rely on lots of people, so we ended up doing a bunch of these voices ourselves. That now, you, true. Richard, are an already established, talented voice actor. I do some of that. Yeah. I do it. You're great. And what uh, you do, uh, uh, AfterBuzz Network. That's right. Yeah. Maria Minotis and Kevin yep. Undergaro. Yep. Voice guy for AfterBuzz TV. Uh, do all the announcing and uh, some of the commercials and promos for them. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. They're doing great. Oh, my gosh, yeah. New reality show, mm -hmm. it's, which is actually really good, by the way. It really it, is. I've it, seen I all think three episodes. Yeah, we, we know them. Uh, Rich, you know them much better than I do, but uh, we, we're all uh, we're very friendly with those guys. And it's, it's a pretty good um, depiction of them as... Decent, oh, totally. decent folks. It's a, it's yeah. a nice show. Yeah. And it's asking decent questions, not like, you know, Kardashian type or wrestling no, crocodile bat guano finding type right. junk. It is uh, a terrific... For me personally, it's a way to see what these guys are up to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sort of like a postcard from the West Coast. So it's a lot of fun. You know, I miss those guys. So it's really great to... To see what they're up to. Our Fun friend, fact, uh, Medford natives. Medford natives. Holler. <laughs> um, so let's play a couple more sketches and uh, maybe another another piece of music. And uh, we will bid you adieu for the evening. French. Uh-huh. A little bit of Francais. Not too much. 
no, no, no I'm not going to do oh, too okay, much. That, that would be unpatriotic, and frankly, who knows who's listening, right? So this next sketch is Cuddle Pod. Uh, this is one we did live. We're going to play you the recorded version, however. That's right. It is a really fun one, one of my favorites. Yeah, and this is another product product, right? <laughs> we'll be seeing more of them. Yeah. Sorry, I got here as fast as I could. No worries, me too. I got the ping that Kelsey was fidgeting during our monthly progress report meeting. And you know how big that meeting is for me. It went long. She was in a complete fit by the time we got out, and the travel tubes were a mess. She's been screaming like this for hours, huh? Yeah, and I'm starting to get concerned. She looks okay, right? I mean, this is the normal way a baby's supposed to look, right? I think so. I mean, I don't really remember her looking any different. Maybe a bit less red and scrunchy. Let's be honest, I don't look at her much. Yeah, me neither. Well, I'm officially concerned now, too. What do we do? You're the mom. (laughs) Chauvinist. For real, though, we need to figure this out. I have no idea what this screaming is all about. Let's call support. The number should be on the side of the pod. Okay, yeah, let's see. Hold music. Cuddlepaw Technical Support, this is Randy. May I have your 23-digit PIN number, please? Sure. Uh, 23-digit PIN number? Where's that? You really are not a touch, Dad. It's in the pod behind the neuroplugs. Even I know that. Uh, okay, fine. Could you read it to me? Sheesh. 254-378-77-643-4031-454-38602. That's uh, 254-378-77-643-4031-454-38602. Okay, so just to confirm, that's 254-378-77-643-4031-554-38602. Uh, sorry, nope. It's uh, 254-378-776-434-0314-543-8602. Oh, okay, sorry. That's 254-378-776-434-0314-543-8602. Right. Good. Okay, how can I assist you today? Well, our daughter Kelsey... With two eyes? Well, yeah. I I think we probably would have returned her if she'd had a different number of... I'm sorry, sir. No, her name. Two eyes and Kelsey? Ah. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, two eyes. Okay, sir. So you were saying... Tell her about the screaming. I'm about to. Uh, she's been screaming. Okay, let me do a little troubleshooting with you. If you could just answer a few questions, I'm going to get Kelsey's uplink info to see if things are working properly on the network. Okay. So my records show that there have been no customer service calls previous today. Has Kelsey had any health difficulties? No, she's perfectly healthy. Good. Now, if you could have a look inside the pod, sir. What is Kelsey's color? Um, I don't know, kind of uh, pinkish red? Is that unusual? Not with this level of agitation, sir. Let me just find out a bit more and we'll try to get you up and running, okay? Sure, yeah, okay. She said something about agitation. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Sir, everything's going to be fine. We do everything we can to create a seamless, hands-free, child-rearing system for parents with full lives, but we still see agitation from time to time. Now, can you see the neuroconnectors at the head of the pod? Uh, let's see. The, uh, the wires? Yes. Good. Do the wires look securely attached to the base of Kelsey's skull? Um, yeah. I mean, they look attached. I, I don't have to... No, sir. Just trying to get an idea. A visual check is fine. Is Kelsey moving at all? Yeah, she's sort of wriggling from side to side, and she's making her hands into fists. If I didn't know better, I'd say she was angry. That's probably exactly what's happening, sir. Very good observation. Oh, really? Thanks. She's probably angry. What? In this apartment? In this neighborhood? Ungrateful little... Can you take a look at the nourishment conveyance unit, sir? Where's that? See, according to my records, you own a model 
Nutrihug-7A. So it would be at the left front of the pod. Uh, it should be labeled Nutrihug. I see it, yes. The pump mechanism, is it moving up and down? Yes, uh, sort of hypnotically even. It's calibrated for maximum relaxation. Can you see the Nutritubes extending from the unit into Kelsey, sir? Uh, yes, they're filled with a thick beige fluid. That was my next question, sir. Excellent. Huh. She liked that I anticipated her question about the beige fluid. Bravo. Okay, sir, everything seems nominal on your end, and I'm looking at our network diagnostic data right now. Okay, it looks like Kelsey's showing normal neurofunctioning, and her physiognomic data is very good. That's good news. Great. Uh, she just said a lot of stuff. Uh, looks good, though. Also, I'm seeing that you've got the platinum package for the Neurostem service. So Kelsey's getting excellent programming provided directly into her sensory cortex. 500 channels of content. The connection looks fine. Let's see. The schedule right now is showing... Oh, she's watching the Kitty Cat Cutie Kitty program right now. I think I might know what the problem is. Let's see. Is Kelsey three months old? Um, yes. Yes, three months. Have you created a friend book account for her yet? Uh, no. Uh, I didn't know we had to. Well, it's supposed to be an auto-enroll process, but I'm not seeing her in the system. We've been experiencing a bug with that, and when babies don't have friend book access, they can't show the videos they like. The Kitty Cat Cutie Kitty program is very popular, and it's the most widely shared content in Kelsey's demographic. So I think that might be causing her agitated state. I'm setting up an account for her right now. A confirmation message will be sent to your stim box. The address we have on file is Glive, Ellen, and Kelsey at product.net. Is that information correct? Yes, uh, all one word. Excellent. Glive, she stopped screaming. She's smiling. Great. Wow, so that fixed it, huh? Looks like it. Our apologies for any inconvenience that that glitch caused. You should begin seeing Kelsey's status updates in your feed within a few minutes. Basically, it transcodes baby's thought forms into verbal form. Is there anything else I can do for you today? No, that's terrific. Thanks so much. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Okay, bye. Well, that's that. Whew. I thought she was going to tell us to pick her up or something. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's real good. I needed a laugh. Say, uh, have you looked at those vacation brochures yet? Yeah, I was thinking Barbados. I need a vacation from Little Miss Cranky Pants. Oh, hey, I just got a status update from Kelsey. Huh. What's it say? It says, my mommy and daddy should be ashamed of themselves. Well, that can't be right. <laughs> uh, that sketch features the lovely and talented Wendy McLean. My life partner. Super good. I, yep. full disclosure, I work in IT at times in my life, and that's a pretty accurate uh, troubleshooting of someone who is pretty good at their job. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I look forward to when I hear a voice like that. Yeah. The end of the oh, man, that's a pleasant call. That is a pleasant call. <clears throat> and disturbing. Yeah. That's black as night satire, Rich. Yep. Good one. And Lisa McQuilkin's in that one as well. Yep. Fantastic as always. Yep. Multi-talented. Holla. Um, doesn't sound right when I say it. It doesn't say, sound right when I say it. Oh. So, okay, let's you know. mix that. I think we've got one more, one more sketch to play for the people at home, and then uh, some music, some more music, mm-hmm. and then we will be out mm-hmm. for the evening, and we will allow you to resume... Your normal Sunday night, or actually whatever night or day. or This is eternal now. It is eternal now. Yeah, this is like a gravestone. Yeah. Downloadable gravestone. It's a downloadable gravestone, and you can get it in PDF or <laughs> Excel spreadsheet <laughs> format. Right. Creepy. What, what is the Microsoft... A lot of, uh, of gallows humor. 
tonight. What's going on? Do you feeling all right? It's no, it's the sketches. The, the sketches. They're dark. Yeah. I guess so. There is a dark arc to a lot of these sketches, but let's talk about that for a second okay. before we get in, back into the. What's uh, wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Well, so here's the deal. So the <laughs> Hadron Gospel Hour show, right. like the the bulk of the show, is about a pretty horrific. If event. you really think about yeah. the origin, it's yeah, absolutely. pretty dark. And yeah. that's not unintentional, right? No. That's not a mistake. Nope. No. Okay. How do you? You know, I laugh at <laughs> I laugh at funerals. You know, yeah, I, try, well, I try to find a spit. Not laugh. You laugh it. at funerals, not <laughs> at right. them. I pick at funerals right. with laughter. <laughs> no, I. I uh, uh, you know, you try to find a way to get through the grief and exactly. the, the disillusionment of of society and where we are right now in the universe. And I think satire is the uh, most. Um, uh, giving of all the uh, the self-absorbed comic type stuff you could do to not <laughs> make it feel bad as bad. That's right. That sounds that's pretty concise. That right? had a lot of turns in it and twists. Were you typing that while I said I it? I was could transcribing it. Yes, Thanks. we're going to put that, that. The full transcript will be up online. Right. It's at a t-shirt. Gospelhour.biz. <laughs> the t-shirt. The words will go like around the side and yeah. the back. Yeah, but it's, it's like, gonna be a jumpsuit. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. A hazmat outfit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's dark. So this uh, this next one is called Eddie Mind. One of my favorites. Telepathic comedian. Yeah, I, I like it. I think he's going to pop up again and again. Spoiler alert. And now, please welcome to our stage the funny man with the power to read your thoughts. Folks, a warm comedy can welcome for Mr. Eddie Mine, the telepathic comedian. Hey, good evening, folks. Now, I know what you're thinking. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have a reservation for two, please. Should be under Edward Mind. Of course, sir. Edward Mind. Not Eddie Mind. The famous comedian. The telepath? Well, can you read my mind? Well, yes. Yes, actually, I, I can. Jesus, you are good. Follow me, Mr. Mind, and I'll show you to our very best seats. Mr. Mind, just so you know, I've been on the force for 27 years, and I've seen my share of sickos. There's very little left in this world that scares me, Mr. Mind. And I don't mind telling you, man to man, that I haven't slept in weeks. We don't normally seek the aid of psychic contractors, but we really got to find this missing kid. And needless to say, time is not on our side. Any of these guys will tell you, I'm not a praying man. But I cried like a baby just this morning when I found out you were going to be involved with this case. From everything I've heard about you, Mr. Mind... You may be our last hope. So what's our next move? Um. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it. We did it. We did it. We made it through all of the sketches that we wanted to play for you. Right. There's some stinkers. No. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be on next week's show. Mike, did we... Did we... 
Did we talk about the two-week turnaround for these episodes? Oh, boy. Right. Yeah, so, that's sort of... Uh, right. It takes two weeks. We do have a lot of help. People have come out of the woodwork uh, as far as contributing to the episodes and all that. Um, and we appreciate that immensely. But for the most part, I mean, you and I write, edit, perform, and you know, uh, produce the entire show within, within a two-week two weeks, span. Including the sketches. Right. Uh, you know, we have a rough outline at the beginning of the season, you know, with some uh, general log lines, basically, for, right. for each episode. But we're basically losing friends uh, at, a, at an alarming <laughs> during those pace. two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Pace. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we're pretty much uh, incommunicado during that time. Right. And, um, I mean, it's a lot of fun. We both have day jobs. Yeah. We're trying to do this. I, our... I look forward to every second of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah I really yeah. do. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to get in there and make something that uh, has a lot of ourselves in it, and mm-hmm. we've worked together on a lot of different things. Um, this is probably the most ambitious thing we've done together, uh, and most consistent thing we've done together. So this is very, very fun for me. Um, and I hope that that the folks who listen get a sense of that. I mean, I hope it's entertaining, but I hope you also get the sense that this is something that's coming from deep within. Uh, two guys who've been friends for you know almost their entire lives and you know kind of uh, get each other so um, and wanting to share a laugh with an yeah. audience of like-minded and yeah you know interesting folks and again one of the greatest things about the past couple of months is all of the wonderful people who we've met and who tossed their hat into the ring mm-hmm. and joined their voices with ours to create this and um, again we couldn't do it without them um, you know we've got Katie and Beck and Mike Atkinson and Wendy and Lisa and Devilisha mm-hmm. and Kevin Harrington and uh, Rebecca Hepworth from the UK who was terrific and oh, we want to work with her more great. Yeah. Um, we'll have you back again if you'll have us Rebecca yeah, you're uh, excellent John Michael Thor for crying out loud. Holy cow. Um, Shauna Carmody and Reindeer. Um, who else? Oh, uh, Kelly Roberge. My God. Mm-hmm. Amazing saxophone player, musician, wow. comedian. Um, again, hope to have him on. Thanks, more. Kelly. That was really amazing. Yeah. Uh, Matt, obviously. Sam Cusack at uh, Kamikaze, who uh, was in uh, some sketches at the latest uh, Geek Comedy Night. I mean, the latest uh, Tales from the Hadron Rift. Helped run um, the show. Helped on the show. Yep. Terrific. Promoted uh, Tom, as well. who did sound there, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks to Bob at Kamikaze. Yep. Yep. Uh, love so those new lights, man. Those yeah. Are great. It's a terrific place to play. We love it. It's a great. Uh, it's a great place to uh, to work on our stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Um, geez, uh, let's see. I don't want to forget anybody. Who else? Um, we probably did. Yeah. Um, we don't mean to. We're really gushing right now. We just we're super appreciative of everybody who's contributed in any way. And for those of you who have already done reviews and oh Amy, and Amy, obviously out, Amy. Oh Amy, yep. Dance Macabre. Yeah, she was fantastic. The uh, you know, uh, Duel uh, Roger Froyland was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so, I, you know, we've, we've just had a terrific time mm-hmm. uh, working with creative people and allowing them to play in our sandbox and sharing mm-hmm. that with them. And, you've, you know, you folks have made it uh, really, really fun to do this. And you folks listening, you know, thank you. 
you know, we see the we see the number of downloads, and we're always super impressed by that. Um, and uh, it's growing every day. And you know, the ratings and reviewing on iTunes is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends, share it on Facebook. Uh, we are super appreciative of our audience and uh, the fact that people get it. They want to go there with us, uh, and they dig the uh, they dig the sci-fi. They dig the character stuff. Um, you know, I'd like to. You know, let's let's uh, let's say thanks to to Don Schultz and Eric Schultz. Yes, and Jeff the original Taylor. super fans. Yep, and uh, Ian Adams and uh, Tim Conway um, and who else? Jeez, uh, I want to I want to I want to mention everybody. Anthony, my brother Jason Wentworth. Jason Wentworth. My brother, uh, uh, my brother's Dave and Kev. Yeah, Kev, Kev, who was part of the the um, the you know the seed of all this um, in the Unliving Dead, whose uh, whose backstory contained a lot of the elements that videos out come. there. Go check out the video. Yeah, check the video out. Theme from the Unliving Dead on YouTube. Um, so let's leave with a, with an upbeat uh, an upbeat bit of music. That sound good? Yeah. You know, the aforementioned uh, Kelly Roberge uh, doing an amazing uh, saxophone solo on uh, Freeze Frame and the Freeze Frame High Five and the Motivation Proclamations. Yeah, uh, just this is up there. This Thor and the sax solo are a couple of bucket list items. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) And again, I hope uh, hope Kelly will come on the show again. Get some big ideas for season two. Uh, Anyway, so here it is. uh, You can do it 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 come on you can do it you can do it you can do it come on you can do it You can do it You've got to try Open your eyes and take the prize Oh, there's no one you can blame But yourself You can do it You can do it. You can do 
you can't do it.